0: You're listening to Finding Your Genius Zone with Dirk Novell. With the help of successful individuals across industries, Dirk breaks down the unknown parts of every vocation while highlighting the importance of finding a career where you can leverage your natural skills, passions, and interests. Now here's your host, Dirk Novell. Everybody, this is Dirk Novell, and on with me today is Dave or David Hoffman. Welcome, Dave
1: hey thanks so much for having me looking forward to i've been looking forward to this for a while
0: i know you, you've you been great i really appreciate you making the time uh super excited to have dave dave i mean i, I feel funny saying this because dave and i are probably i'm 53 what are you 54 53
1: No, 53 on the money yeah
0: yeah i was born in may of 70 i think you were born in june of
1: seventy. july yeah july you're right there yeah
0: all right cool but like it's funny we're about the same age but like you were kind of like a hero of mine and i know that sounds really funny <laughs> But I, I told you before I hit record, like I love football. My whole family played, you played with my cousin Rocco at the uh, University of Washington. But I had this feeling like I had a bunch of head injuries and so I stopped. But when I got to Dub, I was like, can I play with these guys? And I remember watching you and thinking, nah, I don't think I can. Because <laughs> uh, and, and it, it was just kind of fun to watch you guys. Um, you obviously had a special team on both sides of the ball but um you know you were an amazing football player you're um a legend at the university of washington and then you know i'll let you get into it with the audience but after playing for i think the steelers you transitioned into the secret service is that right
1: that's correct exactly yeah cool that's what so why, yeah
0: why don't you just let, i'm gonna flip it back to you and why don't you talk a little bit about I mean, what it is, what you did for them. I know you're kind of retired, but how you got into it. And then we'll kind of let it just go from there.
1: Yeah. You know, uh, thanks. And like a lot of people, I really didn't know what I wanted to do in college. And so, um, I, uh, I was, I was playing ball and, uh, you know, you know, back then you think you're bulletproof and you're going to play for a long time. And I actually had a couple old scouts, uh, tell me, um, you know, they walking off the practice field. after they said, that, "You know, Dave, you're going to play, but you're not going to play for long." And and uh, you know, after and they and I said, "You know, excuse me." And they said, "Yeah, the way." you play the game and the way you guys practice here. Uh, we had a ever saw us practice. We practice extremely physical there, you know, games were easy, you know, it was, was kind of the, was kind of the mantra and, uh, there was no joke about that. We, uh, we banged out there uh, more than we needed to, but, but we didn't know any better back then, you know, to be honest. So, um, we, um, I just, uh, I ended up getting drafted by the Chicago bears and then I ended up being with the Steelers for a little bit. And, um, I mean, I kind of just um, jacked around. I was uh, milking injuries, you know, ever since my senior year in college. And, and uh, was uh, after Pittsburgh, I tried to hang on and, and go, um, go over to the World League for a year. And, and I came back and was in camp with the Niners. But I, down deep, I knew. Um, I was at the end, and I was just trying to squeeze out more more time from the from the sport you know you love. And as you know, Dirk, it's it's there's so much passion that goes into it with, with the game and the, um, playing defense and loving your teammates and and getting after it. So it, it is tough to um, it is tough to walk away from it. So it's one of those things that uh, I, um, uh, I I did it reluctantly, but I but I really didn't have a choice you know, my body and nobody wanted to beat up uh, a linebacker anymore. And so um, I really wasn't sure what I wanted to do after, um, after college. And so um, I came back, I don't know if you know this, but I actually thought about uh, coaching. So I kind of um, put my foot in the pool and uh, talked about being a graduate assistant with uh, when Lambright was, was, was the head guy. And I, uh, I, had a great time doing that. It was, it was a little awkward because, you know, the same guys were all, we're all pretty much there as far as coaching staff. So the guys that I was playing for, um, I'm trying to coach with. And, um, so it's a little different when you have, um, you know, disagreements and things and you're just a graduate assistant and, and you want to, um, you want, you want to tweak things up, but, um, you know, I guess knowing your place is a, is a big part of it. So, um, you know, one day i i was walking out out of the um stadium and uh mrs lambright coach james's wife um I, i'm sorry um um was walking with um coach james and um carol james was there and carol and i, I stepped up on the side and she grabbed me and she just said um she said, "Dave, what are you gonna do? What are you what are you thinking about doing now?" And I said, "Well, I'm thinking about coaching." And I'll never forget. Her eyes got watery, and she's she said, "No, Dave. It like like that's a lot harder life than." And I had just met my, you know, to be wife, and um, you know, you're thinking about all those things, and so it didn't totally push me away from it, but it made me, um, you know, stop and think about all the things that go into a career and all the things that, uh, pros and cons. And, um, you know, sometimes I still think about maybe I should have gone that way, but, uh, um, I'm thankful the way it worked out.
0: Yeah. And by the way, we're going to get into the secret service here, but I, I want to make sure we don't leave the, I have a couple questions for you on Husky football. Yeah. And by, by the way, I knew I grew up with Jenny James and, yeah. um, uh, I used to jump on their tramp. I used to ask Don if I could jump on the trampoline and, one time he said, no, but I did. And I got high enough on the trampoline where he was in his office and he, saw me <laughs> and he, he came great. out, he was pissed off and uh, I, was oh, scared. Yeah. I was scared for a while. The do- <laughs> you don't want to mess with the that's dog a good, father.
1: That's a good story. Yeah.
0: Uh, yeah. The dog father was a big deal. Um, So I, you know, the question I was like thinking about a lot of things that I wanted to talk to you about and what I'm really curious on is like, and I don't know how else to say this, because like, I was a smaller guy, but I played with, um, I was angry. Like I wanted to, I didn't want to hurt people, but I kind of did in, in a non, non bad way. And I re watching you, like, I, I always was curious, like, where the hell does that fire? Like, were you an angry kid? Were you just super chill off, off the field? Like, where did that fire? Cause you were playing with, one of the best defenses ever in college football and you were you were the guy in my opinion or one of the guys um and I was always curious like where did you channel that uh fierceness that you had
1: yeah you know I think it's I I think when you're when you're pretty young like you feel like an intensity um and and there's uh, and and you know I had good parents that um you know, kept me on the, you know, on the right path. And, you know, there were times I definitely got off of that and had to get straight back a little bit, but, um, you know, football was, was, was the real release and I I'm so thankful for a game like that and to be able to, to play. Um, and I'm sure it's like, you know, UFC fighters and, and other people, it's, it's, it really is their release. And it's a great, great time. And the thing is, um, it actually, it, it sounds kind of ironic, but it really, that, um, intensity and wanting to inflict on your opponent, it really comes from, from joy and from being, you know, being happy and, um, excited. And, um, and I, and I, and I know it comes across and maybe it takes that form of, um, you know, trying to inflict on your opponent, but it really, um, it really comes from, from, you know, from a good place. And, you know, it sounds, you know, I, I always tell I I used to always tell my kids and I tell people that, um, that, um, you know, the toughest guys I've ever met are also the nicest guys I've ever met. And so, and whether that's, you know, guys in the special forces and the SEALs and, and, um, or football players or whatever, um, they are, um, the, the baddest ass guys are also the nicest, nicest guys uh, off, off the field. And, and I think it, it just says a lot, um, for the, a lot of these people I've met that have, that can go to those extremes, you know, and, and be either, or, or both at the same time. And, and, you know, after a game, you're, you're, you know shaking hands and laughing with the same guy that, that you were just smashing a little bit ago. And, um and, um, I just think it's, it's an, it's a great part of life. And I think, uh, you know, we're lucky in this country that we, that, you know, have this beautiful game and, um, I, um, I was, I was blessed to play it and I'm blessed to meet a lot of great guys that, uh, that enjoyed it with me.
0: So Jimmy, my cousin, uh, I always ask him, I said this before, like, who was the one guy you didn't want to line up with? And it was always you. And he always would talk mm-hmm. about how you were bleeding. So <laughs> like, I'm like, you yeah. were just, is there a, was there a guy on the, the team that did you ever get nervous? Like you didn't want to line up against him or were you just like, bring it on?
1: Yeah, it was. It was you know, it was bringing on. But I, I totally respected a lot of you know our guys um, it would keep coming. You know, and and I remember um, in games I would uh, if there was a um, like usually like with a fullback or somebody after the first after the first hit they're they're almost always going to go low on you and and try to chop you because they just don't want to do that again. And um, when you get somebody that would stay up high, and I, I still remember. Um, you know, Tommy Vardell, touchdown Tommy at Stanford, he stayed up high the whole game. And man, we were just, it was, it was some of the most fun I've ever had. And and it was he just out of pride and everything, he was gonna he was gonna stay up. And I just respect that. And I and you know, I let him know it too. You know, I walked over into their huddle and congratulated him in front of his team. Well, not congratulating him, but just just expressed my appreciation. For um, for his for his warrior mentality and and the way that he uh, he was up for doing it all day long no matter what it took.
0: Yeah, um, was that so? As far as one memory, would was it the USC game up there when the whole Marinovich thing happened? Like all I could see was purple. Or is there another game that stands out for you?
1: Yeah, you know, you know that game. I guess in a way was kind of what kicked off our. Our run of of three straight Rose Bowls and and um, um. But you know, I golly, Dirk. There's so many great, great, great games and great times. I mean, even back in Nebraska, going back there, and you know, they were ranked in the top five or whatever four. I don't know what they were at the time, but um, it was um all their history and playing in their in their place and and taking care of them like like we did was 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 a, a treat also and. Um gosh, you, you know, being a part of that defense and walking into either the doghouse or going anywhere, um anywhere in the country was just a, was just a, a, a joy. It was just a treat. You know, you got these guys who um very humble, but man, they knew they were the baddest ass guys in the country and they were walking in and, and and take care of business. And you know, we got pulled out a lot of times early in the third quarter. I mean, and um the, uh, and the scores still were what they were because we had great second string, but imagine what it could have been if they would have done it like they do today and leave them in longer. and Um, would have been something else. You know, coach James just had that old school mentality of, of kind of uh, respect and not letting the score get too, too crazy. And, um, and, uh, you know, he's the head guy and appreciated it. I just, it would just, I just asked that they'd give me a little bit of warning before they take me out. So I could kind of get myself ready for, to, uh, you know to, to turn the reins over because um like we were saying earlier so much intensity goes into it so much buildup that uh when you get just yanked yanked out right away um and it's for a good reason but uh they gotta you know that that's kind of your pay back back in those days was getting was getting the play so yeah um yeah it was fun you
0: high school did you play offense too
1: I did. I played, yeah, just like a lot of guys. I played, you know, tight end, running back, backup mm-hmm. quarterback. Yeah, we did not have a very good high school. My team in my three years of uh, varsity, I won I won ten games total in uh, in three years. So that's what I I tell a lot of these dads out there that think they they need to send their kid to um whatever school. Um, you know, if they can play, they can play and they'll they'll find them. Although it's fun to play for a you know, for a winning team. There's no doubt about it, but, um,
0: yeah, yeah, we, yeah,
1: we struggled. We struggled.
0: So did we, we, uh, I played with Godot. We were at Eastside Catholic. Oh yeah. Yeah. And, and we did not have very good luck in Kinko, but, um, anyway, well, I appreciate the, I, I love listening to you. Jaime was another guy by the way that yeah. I, was, I, yeah. I was told that you didn't want to line up against um yeah that, that like to hit beautiful but... guy
1: awesome guy god rest his soul and marks as well and uh um yeah wonderful guys and they were yeah. thumpers all day long yeah
0: yeah you guys are special okay so when you were kind of out, out of football in class like was your mindset i just want to take this game as far as i can and like were you thinking nfl was that your goal
1: yeah i i, I definitely wanted to um play at least for um as long or as little as I could and just and have the experience and um and like every uh a lot of kids in, the, in this country growing up you know um to go walk onto an NFL field I wish I could have done it for longer um but it was just not in the cards for me and um I uh um I did start to you know think you know what am I gonna do next and um and kind of to jump into this, um, maybe a little ahead, uh, Dirk. But the, you know, I kind of met some. I, I slowly started to when I came back to Seattle. I met some um, retired agents in the in, in, in federal law enforcement, and um, I, I thought about just um, talking with them and. Um, there was one guy, especially Don Glasser, who was, uh, he's a former uh, seal and, uh, was on the FBI, he's on the hostage rescue team. And just, um, uh, he played at Utah back in the day and was, he's just, um, just a wonderful guy. I still talk to him today He's down in Florida, uh, now wonderful guy. And, um, I just, um, we had kind of similar mindsets, uh, as I guess I would put it and t- speaking with him, I, um. I started to think about, you know, the different opportunities, uh, you can get in, get onto some tactical teams and, um, I had tons of respect for the military and a lot of appreciation for them, but it's, it wasn't anything that I'd ever I've been a part of. And so to learn a lot of these, uh, uh, a lot of the tactics and a lot of the, um, uh, a lot of the, um, you know, close quarter combat, uh, stuff, it, it kind of went hand in hand with the mentality that I already had. And, and, you know, the, the I guess the communication uh, flow, you know, with your teammates and, um, the and you know, a big part of the game and playing middle linebacker was being amped up, like you were saying before, uh, being amped up, you know, beyond belief, but also being able to think crystal clear and communicate, um, when, when everything is going on and going down around you. And that, and that was something that I took a lot of pride in, um, in, uh, and, and, and football and, um, You know, we don't go around, you know, saying a whole lot about uh, about things. And there's a and there's a humbleness that goes with it. But there's but, um, you you know, down deep, you want to be the guy that your teammates would go to war with or or would want to pick, you know, to go to battle with. And um, I think um, to be with a lot of um, people that, you know, have that mentality um, and think that way um, was something that I always kind of uh, wanted to to be part of my career. And, and be something that I, you know, that I did for a living.
0: So was the introduction in the Secret Service just meeting somebody, having conversations, and then what were the next steps?
1: Yeah. So I um, you know, back in those days, there wasn't online um applications like there are now, but that also um, enabled me to have some face-to-face um um talks and you know, handing in my application in person and, and and getting to gap with people and, and uh, talk with them and, and answer any questions or ask some questions, you know, that I might have. And I think, you know, we try to do that when I was um, active with the Secret Service, we tried to um, go to as many of these, these career fairs and that kind of stuff as we can and, um, you know, get out there. and um, And I think a lot of people and, you know, myself included before this, I think you'd think, how in the world do I get started? and something like this. How am the you know, how do I get my, my foot in the door, so to speak, um, to, you know, to be an agent and, and with anything, um, and, uh, DEA, you know, to be a marshal to, um, customs, like anything and, uh, be in the Bureau whatever. And it just, it just takes, um, little initiative. And, uh, and these days it's even, you know, just getting online and, and, you know, sending in your application and, um, It is nice, though, to to be able to have some people you can bounce questions off of and um, ask those personal things that that uh, maybe don't get uh, uh, answered initially when you're when you're applying for the job.
0: So when you got into it, was it there was a lot? Was there a training period, like an initiation kind of thing? And then then they say, hey, Dave, this is where we want to send you. Or did you go into it saying, this is the area that I'm going to focus on? Did you have the freedom to choose or were you told what to do?
1: Yeah. Well, you know, you've got some uh, options on, on your, on your, on your favorites. And I don't know if it's three or your five top offices or or whatever that you, you put down. Of course they could send you wherever they want, but they really try to, they really do try to make, uh, make it work for you and uh, you and your family, if you have one. And, um, it, um, in that first office, um, and, and then, you know, backing up before that, to answer your question, we, um, we went back East and like a lot of, uh, agencies, we went down to the federal law enforcement training center down in, in, uh, we're down in Georgia and and you're down there for a few weeks. And then, and then you come back and we were in the DC area for, you know, for another, and and in total, you're looking at probably, um, a good six months or, or maybe a little more. And, um, learning everything from um f- from uh, law to you know cr- um working cases tactics um counter surveillance undercover work um hand to hand combat um and uh, and also you know what what's um allowable or or um justifiable uh you know under the law so you're not you're not overdoing it um out there and um and then also um it's also a good time to talk to a lot of the, a lot of the instructors are older agents who have been, been through the ropes and, uh, and, and can share with you, you know, personal stories and things that, um, that, uh, really help, help, you know, your point of view, you know, so when you're going out there into your first thing, um, you're not, uh, you know, you like, at least you have a, um, a thought process and you have a way to analyze it before you go in and, um, just get all the intel you can before you go into a case and start working it. And then, and then kind of as things evolve and and you're, and you're there and, and actively maybe, you know, entering a, a building and, and also doing interviews on the, uh, on the fly and trying to get the, uh, all the information that you can, uh, in a short period of time. It's, um, it's, it's one of those things. It's a, it, it's a real challenge and it, and it takes, uh, and, it, and as time goes on, you really, um, have a chance to, um, you know become pretty good at it and uh get your job done and, and then pass it on to the you know to the next guys
0: okay a lot of questions so i'm thinking well one i wanted to so you came you know you played at elite level yeah. football and then a lot of tough guys a lot of probably ego a lot of whatever you want to call it and a lot of nice guys too i'm not saying right. it's oh yeah but, so you get to this uh world of maybe a lot of dudes like you that just have The fire and the whatever, um, whatever you want to call it, was it humbling? Or did you feel like you just integrated really well? And or was there ever a time? Like, was it difficult? Or had you already done the difficult stuff in previous years with football?
1: Yeah, I I think it was it was more just being open to learning. Um, And uh, it it was, um, you know, I think, you know, paying your dues, how we did back in the day and, and playing with the guys I did um, you're not going to find guys any better than other than that you know and um, and you know but I will say um, you know that's also um, part of why I, I, I made decisions that I made when I got into the into the secret services um, I knew right away I wanted to try out for the for the counter-assault team um, it's a team that goes around with the president and is, is basically there for in case of an organized attack and uh, um, a terroristic situation. and um, we uh, it was it was something that um, it, you know just from the just from the very first weeks I got on and I, and I saw the guys and I knew what they had been through or at least some of what they'd been through, you know to make that team and and, and to uh, just to try out in the in the, uh, the selection process. Um, it was something I I really wanted to be a part of it. It's kind of one of the unique things, um, in the, in the secret service, as far as the um, special agents go, that there's still, um, a real, um, hardcore tryout. And, uh, and, and then they expect you to keep up your, um, physical and mental, um, and tactical abilities, you know, while you're on the team, uh, you know, as long as you're there. And so it was something I wanted to, wanted to do. And, um, uh, I ended up being allowed to try out for it um, after I'd been in the service for, um, you know, for a handful of years. And it was uh, uh, something I'll always uh, be thankful for. And I got, you know, once again, I got to be around a lot of uh, guys that were the same type of mindset that were in my locker room back in the day and um, guys that were in my huddle. And um, it was, uh it was a treat and something I'll always be thankful for, always be thankful for getting to work with those guys and getting to learn from each other and, um, and, and then getting the opportunity to, you know, to go and train with some of the, um, elite, um, operators in the world.
0: So was it motivating? Is that what did it for you? Kind of like, I'm sure serving your country, which we live in the greatest country in the world. Uh, Was it, was it that, or was, I mean, or was it all the above? Like, was it all the things that went with it, the physical, the mental, the, protecting your country, um, serving, like, was there one thing that stood out? Like if someone was to say, Hey Dave, what did you love most about being in the secret service? What would you say?
1: Wow. Yeah, that's really, and, and not just, uh, use it as an excuse, but I think, you know, all the above, um, because you, you know, getting to use and hone those skills, um, but getting to do it for your country is 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 is, is, a, is a real motivator in itself um and um and, but at the same time get you know getting to do those things and getting to be with um those people in unique parts of the world and uh places where um um and, and and you know um I really do think while while I'm talking about this I really you know we really get to see um a lot more of what what our troops do um uh, overseas and, 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 and the things that, uh, and their day in and day out of life. And oftentimes we're living it with them, not near as long as they do and, and not, uh, um, not in the situations they are for as long, but, um, man alive, man, we've got the the greatest, uh, fighters in the world and we've, and we, and we are, we are the greatest you know country for a reason. And it's not like we don't have a lot of, uh, a lot of issues ourselves, and a lot of things that we that we need to work on. But um, I'll tell you what I I can't think of a place I'd rather live, you know. And um, and I think uh, when we all look at it with uh, w- with the clear view, I think uh, I think most of us would probably feel that way. And uh, like I said, I think we can improve on things and 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 keep uh, making things better. But um, and and that's and that's something I you know I wanted to try to you know help preserve. I don't want to sound corny or anything, but I always hope that, um, you know, you hope it never happens, but, but you gotta be ready for it and you gotta, um, um, and you know, if you're in that job, I mean, I think you, you almost kind of, um, and and you take it seriously and, and, and you think you can truly make a difference. I think, you know, I think you want to be there, um, when it goes bad because that, you know, because you think you can really make a difference and, um, and, um, and win. And when, you know, when the day and uh, whatever the situation is, um, I think that's the way you have to look at it, you know, and, you know, like in football, you always want to hey, run the ball my way, you know, come over here and um, if not, you know, you'll go hunt it down if you can anyways, but it's like um, just uh, um, it a true privilege, you know, to be able to, uh, to do that and to get to work with the people that I got to work with. Um, I'll, I'll always feel that way. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Like I've been, I just was thinking about when you were talking, like I go watch my son play in place for Mount Sai and, and it's this beautiful setting under the mountain. And mm-hmm. I always get emotional when they do the national anthem. And I just, I just go to all those people that. Yeah lost their lives and served and just to allow us to do what we do and so um yeah it's the ultimate sacrifice um Mm -hmm. tell me something dave like and again it's not like i i know you're a positive guy and but like is there something that if let's just say your your nephew gabe was looking at getting into this or something and you would Mm -hmm. warn him about is there i want to say it's a negative but some of the i mean not every job and career is perfect are there right. a couple are there a couple things that maybe i don't want to say you didn't like but maybe you wish there were a little different like let, let me just for example when i'm listening to you i'm also thinking about a young person listening and watching and thinking about you know and it feels like correct me if i'm wrong but one of the things for me that i really like is my freedom like i want to wake up with my kids i want to go to yeah. bed with them i want to coach them in sports Um, it seems like in your world, especially in the beginning, you might lose a little bit of that flexibility. So if you're interested in secret service, you know, you might not be able to have that nine to five where you're home for the holiday. I mean, what are a couple of things that maybe not were hard for you, but maybe weren't ideal?
1: Yeah. Well, you know, I, I think, um, yeah there's definitely some things that you have to take into consideration and something that we always try to talk to our applicants about you know before they come on to make sure that they're okay and some of these things are for example and i and i went through them myself is um having to move um if if you want to be in one area um you know let's say you 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 finish college and you're in an area that you just love and you definitely don't ever want to leave there um this is not the, this is not the job for you you know um, because you're going to have to you know you're going to have to move some guys do it more than others and um, and but you're definitely going to have to move you know at least I'd probably I'd say at least three times you know and um, and be up for that and um, you know that said you usually do have a you know somewhat of a say in where you want to and where you want to go, but but still you're gonna to have to you know you're gonna to have to go. And then and it's not always easy. Um, you know, maybe yourself but also your family. Yeah, you, know, you have to take that into consideration and the, and uh, changing schools and getting to a new new area. And you know the time of year that you move it is almost like you get a handpick, you know, that you get to move in the middle of summer and, and start the kids off fresh or whatever. I mean you're, you you could be the new kid in school, um which, um which happens uh, a lot to a lot of kids in this country. And it's, and, and it's, and, you know, sometimes it's a good thing. Sometimes it's a situation where it's um, it, it was a blessing for the kid to be put in that s- a situation and kind of have to meet some new people and um, open them up socially a little bit. But, you know, that said, you know, you're going to have to do it. And, and also, um, you know, our schedule is often dictated by other people that, w- that, that we protect. And, and so it's, um uh, you know, happen to to run and miss and miss important things or birthdays or, or, or holidays or that kind of stuff, um you, you know, can happen. And um and it's and it's um uh, you know part of the sacrifice anybody that works in um our military um you could even talk more to that than I can, but it's it's uh definitely, you know, something you have to take into consideration. And I just think you just need to be real about it. And um, um if And just say, is this really something I can, you know, I can do. And, um, and, and if you can, great. And, you know, you know, my kids enjoyed, um, they said that they liked, um, you know, all things, all things said after the fact, they said that they, you know, they appreciate, you know, getting to live in different parts of the country and meeting different people and, um, lived in different climates, and um you know they enjoyed it and enjoyed a lot of different places in this in this country. It wasn't like I, I don't think we lived in more than maybe four places, but um it was uh it it was fun and they and they had a good time with it. but everybody's got a different personality and was wired differently and and so you know that's definitely not for everybody,
0: yeah Um, I'm thinking too. so I don't like I said, I, I haven't had a lot of time around you i I know yeah. your brother Steve. um you like from what i see from afar is like here's this i know that you're a super nice cool guy but just intense on the field in the secret service my 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 question is about or it's an assumption again is how do you turn it off like you're not like you're not you're not losing a a sales deal you're when you have a bad day it's probably a pretty bad day or whatever like so when you go home at night when you were younger to your family, your kids, like, how do you, how do you shut it off? Or were you able to, or like, how did you chill out? How did you just kind of yeah. like get away from the noise?
1: Yeah. And honestly, yeah. Like, you, you know, coming home to my family was always uh, like, it would always give me a second wind, you know, if I, no matter how tired I was or wiped out, you know, when you come in and you, and you see your kids waiting there, man, I mean, you know, I mean, there's, I mean, there's nothing better. And I just, and I just kind of, um takes you into a whole nother world and, and appreciation and thankfulness um for what you have. And I and I think, you know, Derek, I I, I think, you know, way back when I always I don't know, I don't know when I, I realized this, but I but at some point, um, and we were talking earlier about, you know, my high school football team not being so good and and you know, winning 10 games in three years. And I um and I and I remembered walking off the field and, you know, I I'd see people upset and maybe crying or whatever. And I, I always just knew that, man, if I gave everything I could for, you, you know, whatever I'm doing, if, if, I, if I'm playing football, going out there, um, running around, you know, trying to smash people and having a good time, or if I'm on the basketball court, or if I'm doing a job somewhere, or I'm with, you um, know, um, um, doing some volunteer work for somewhere or whatever, you know, if, then if I gave everything I could give, um, and, and, you know, focused on it and physically and gave all I could give, then I'm, I'm gonna, um, I'm, I'm gonna leave it there. And, and, and so that's personally, that's what I do. I just, um, and I give what I can give and, I'm you know, I prepare myself. I try to be ready physically. I try to take care of myself and, and I try to, um, you know, keep it clear in mind. And, um, and at the end of the day, man, you give it all and, um, and just, be, and just being able to be good with that, you know, and, um, you know, encourage your teammates or coworkers or whatever, and just be, um, you know, try to be as, as realistic and as, and as, as uh, in, in and, in a true positive way, uh, you know, as you can. And, um, and, um, and, and just and like we say leave it on the field but just leave it on the field and you know give it all you can and and uh come home and uh, enjoy the you know some of the better things in life
0: so you were able to do that like i'm thinking too like if you're thinking about mm-hmm. this line of work i i think it's really important to be aware of your temperament and like can yeah. you leave, can you leave it on like i i was in technology and then i wanted to be a child psychologist so i went back mm-hmm. to school and we i was doing night school for it was a seven-year program i went for two years while i was working but i realized dave that like we would do these case studies where i'd be working with a a young boy and maybe he's getting abused by his dad and i just knew that i would be knocking on that dad's door eventually so i i realized that i couldn't do this like i couldn't yeah you know it was just too hard for me to be exposed and so the stuff you guys do i think it's you know, it's interesting. One of the questions I was going to have is people think they can do it, but you don't really know how to react until you get punched in the nose. I'm right. guessing there was people that when they were in the line of fire, when things are happening, they might not have had the ability to function and you don't know until you know, right?
1: Yeah, no, hundred percent. And that's, and it's everybody deals with, um, intensity and, um, and change of situation. Um, um it, I guess in a different way. And, and like you said, you really don't know until you're, you know, you know, until you're put there. And it's like, you know, we knew walking down when I walk down the tunnel onto the field, you I mean you prepare and, and you get ready. And the other team always showed up. You know, they always showed up and, and you go and you go to battle and you use everything that you can learn against them and everything. But um in this line of work you don't know when they're going to show up and where they're going to show up and that's and that's you know you know part of the battle but but having that mindset that you can um snap into it quickly and um be super effective and um uh, you know communicate with your teammates and and at the end of the day just get the job done you know there's um, I always said this a lot of times, you know, we draw up certain plays on defense on the, on the board and, and um, and it, it, it didn't always look like that, but, but, you know, but at least you had a starting point and a place to go off of. And and at the end of the um, day or the end of the play, as long as you, you won and, um, you know, got that tackle for a loss or punched the ball out and made a fumble or, or, or whatever, um, had success, um. Hey, you know, you huddle back up and, and you can always uh, analyze it later, but, but just make sure that you have the attitude where you're going to, you know, get the job done and win.
0: Yeah. Um, I guess I see, I hear a lot of similarities, like you talking about playing football and secret service. There feels like a lot of, um, uh, I mean, there's just a lot of consistencies and I know like secret service, it could be permanent, right? Like you can lose your life. And yeah. in a football game, you might lose a game, but chances are you won't lose your life, but they're both intense. Um, are you, you know, you, I think you might have answered it, but I, I'm going to ask it a different way. Like when you see people, I, I, the question is for you, but I also, you've seen a lot of people come into the field of secret service. What would be one or two, or maybe even three um, personality traits or components that allow typically translate to someone being successful? And and being good at it. And you might have seen a couple like, you know, if someone has a lot of ego or they're not, they don't have humility, maybe they can't hang with a bunch of guys like you. Like, what are the components that you seem to see that work well for somebody to be successful in this career?
1: Yeah, that's a good, that's a great question. I think, I think, uh, all in all, I think, um, being able to, um, have that intensity that, that, just with your day in and day out allows you to, to train and take care of yourself physically to have a a sharp mind. Um, and then also a, uh, you know, composure. So, um, you know, um, if you walk around and act, act that way and are wound up all day long, man, you're going to be wiped out and you're going to be, um, you're going to be, uh, you you know, I guess in a way it is, um, you know, Dirk, sometimes when we do, um, events where there's a lot of people and there's a lot of, uh, you know, potential circumstances that are, um, or are a protectee or protectees or up, up, up close to uh, a lot of people. There's a, you're, you're, you know, you get, you, I guess you can get tired mentally because you're, because you're on, you know, um, so high for so long, and you know you have to be. You, you have to anticipate, and you have to see things uh, you know before they happen, and anticipate things going on. But you also can't overreact, you know. And so you're you're in that place, and so you have to be on. Um, is, is just the way I I say it. So you, you're locked on mentally, but you also have to have that composure, um, and those two things um, um, are often. Right. It, it, it almost doesn't um make sense you know to be this way but but at the end of the day you have to you know you have to be composed you have to not overreact but you but also man when it goes you better not underreact you know what i mean and and and, and you know you better win and that's the that's the uh the kind of the yin and the yang of it you know that we battle with and so that um And I think, you know, like, you know, um, in football, it's like, you know, don't get a penalty, you know, go to the line, um, but don't, you know, don't hurt the team. And, and, and that was something I always took back with me. And I, like, when I compare my high school career to to football, the difference is one that we won a lot of games in college, but also I got late hits in in high school um, that I would, I would deliver on guys. And it, it was, um, it, it was, it, you know, some of it was not being composed and also knowing that we weren't going to have a chance to, you know, to win the game. And there was some frustration in there. And so it and so I learned, hey, I'm not gonna when I got into college and we had a good team. Like, I'm I'm not going to hurt my team. I, I, I never I never got a, a late hit penalty in all my years in college. And I never um, and I I don't, I don't remember doing a face mask or any, anything or a late shot on the quarterback. And um it's it's right up to the line it's right up to the you know right up to the wire but um man you don't want to hurt your teammates and i'm out of respect and also uh, you know you're on a mission and 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 that mission is to to you know reach your potential and do the very best you can
0: yeah it's interesting listening to you because i'm thinking you know like you said it really well uh you know the like people, when you watch people talk about sports, or you're, you know, you hear people debate on ESPN. There's a comp- there's a component I think that people don't really know. Like, so if you've never played, but you know, you can be strong, fast, and big, but just the ability to see the field and know, like, I wasn't the fastest guy, but I could take angles. So there's mm-hmm. like this calm c- clarity. It's a real skill set I think um, that you have, and I would guess you as a linebacker. Even in the chaos, in the midst of the fire, you had to kind of slow it down a little bit like the matrix. And then mm-hmm. when time came and then you found the angle, you exploded. Um, and I'm guessing in your line of work as a secret service agent, you kind of had to have that same skill set as well.
1: Yeah, that's exactly. And I, I think it comes with, um, you know, some of it, um, is that it comes with confidence and, and the confidence that... You know you can get the job done and just uh um and, and just hang and, and let everything play out um in front of you and, and make that make that one decision and make the right decision. And um when I used to read linemen, um when uh so whenever we had a zone coverage in in on uh, our defense, um I would actually read the linemen and the linemen would tell me it would tell me run or pass, and if it was run, it would tell me where, you know, where the ball was going. And there was and there was a lot of different ways the linemen moved. And there's a lot of it was kind of like an animal watching an animal, and you you actually focused in on that and let everything else go and focus on those linemen. And it, it sounds kind of crazy, but you sat there. And it's it's only for a, a fraction of a second, but it but, but it feels like it's all day because when the ball is snapped, everybody's natural reaction is to move. Like, and even if it's um, if it's just a quick twitch or, or something, when the ball goes, um, people don't realize it, but they but but they want to have a have a twitch in their body. And what you realize when you really when you really honed down on that, you're actually taken away from you know, from the move that you want, you're, it's actually wasted movement and that, and a little step the wrong way. Um, even though it's a fraction of a second changes everything for you. And it, and it actually, if you have the confidence to sit there, trust your read, trust what you're seeing and go, and when you go, go hundred miles an hour and, and go and take it, but you know that, that you've got the right read. And so what it comes down to when you back it all the way up, it comes down to, um, being able to believe what you see and see it the right way and see it for whether it's, whether it's, um, a situation, um, where we're, where we're, being attacked or whether it's, you know, something on the football field, see it and, you know, study it enough that, you know, um, uh, you know, what the answer is and then, and go and solve it and solve it fast. And, 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 um, And, you know, that's where the fun of being nasty and having a good time with it, um, you know, comes into play. But, but, you know, but, you know, you're going the right way. You know, you're making the right read and you just get to, you know, believe it and go. And, you know, that's when everything really becomes fun. And that's when, um, um, you know, whether you're, um, you know, whatever your job is, you know, when you can trust yourself and go, um, that's, uh, it's just a good feeling.
0: I love that you said the whole fun comment, because I think for me, what I'm trying to do, Dave, in this podcast is it's sometimes really obvious. Like it's right in front of you. Like, what do you do? Like I said, on a Saturday, if you have a full mm-hmm. day, what lights you up? What's fun? Like, what do you, what were you born in, in this world to do? And I, um, I think I see people in my life, friends, peers, whatever. And it feels like those people having fun are living a very, Good definition of success like they're really enjoying their life that's kind of what i'm hoping to help people kind of like instead of following the money or what you think looks good uh, or what your mom or your dad said like pay attention to what makes you different and try to maybe align your career with that um as we wind this down what would you say i mean you know i mean think about your own kids gabe whatever someone is thinking they want to get into your line of work do you have any just words of advice that you might want to leave with the audience on whether it's secret service or just choosing a career
1: yeah you know i th- i think um i think um just kind of you know sitting back and really explore um what all your options are and and and, and not necessarily um you know keyhole in yourself into and, and, and one thing um uh, because really at the end of the day it's kind of how I look at it is, is you're really trying to, um, put together a lot of things that mean something to you and things that you enjoy doing and, um, and somehow making a career out of it. And and also, and there's, and some people love being part of the team. Some people love doing, you know, doing their own thing and, um, and just, you know, using people as a sounding board when you need some information or everything, and other people like like being and, some, and sometimes it's both. You know, sometimes we all like I, I enjoy doing things on my own. I also enjoy being a part of a team and working in a group. And I think those are some things to you know to think about. And then really um, talk to people and and talk to people that are out there doing the job uh, or that have done it and get their, you know, opinion and, and get their insight on it. And, um, and I think when you're lucky enough to really, um, get some, some no BS truth from somebody about how they liked or did not like their career, I I think you can kind of, um, learn from that and piece things together. And I think you can also, um, I, I think, um, also you can see, um, you know the traits in your own life and how they correspond you know to the different jobs out there. I I think um when we all you know down the road um we all realize that a job becomes a, a lot like it's not um and don't think you know what you do is I'm um, who you are. And I think some people get caught up in um you know they, they say you know I'm a secret service agent. Well, that's I mean that's what you do you know, and I, and I was honored to, honored to do it and honored to be a part of it. But, um, Hey, I I mean, I'm Dave Hoffman. I'm a dad, I'm, I'm a son to my parents and, um, and, uh, you know, try to be a good boyfriend and try to be a good, you know, everything, but, you know, there's a lot of things that we do. Um, and. This, you know, this, what you do is, um, it does feel like sometimes that, you know, that it's what you are because you're, because you're so embedded in it. But, but it's so important that when you come home, you, um, you know, you realize, hey, and this is what I do and I'm going to be the best at it that I can. And I'm going to be a good teammate and uh, I'm going to try to keep learning, um, you know, the whole, um, you know, the whole time. I, um, I think that's a big part of it too, Dirk, is, is I think um, it's important to find something that you can, Um, keep getting better at and and sometimes it's just real little things that you learn and pick up and I also think um, it it makes it a feeling and and makes that challenge um, you know that you're going to get better and and I think sometimes uh, we all need to sit back and just think um, you know just of a couple little things and, and, and and it might be minuscule but think of some things that we can do better um, um, in our job. And then even just as, as people and just, and just what, you know, we can do and um, you know, we can never give thanks enough, you know, for all that we have, but, and it's, and there's, and there's a lot of things like that, that we can never quite, um, you know, do enough. And um, but, it's but, but we can sure try, you know what I mean? And I think we all make a difference when we, when we put our nose down and we try and, you know, try to be a better teammate um, try to be a better person and, um, um, and just, you know, look for the opportunities out there in in your specific field.
0: Yeah. That's really good advice. Um, another question, uh, along those lines, but like every people know you as they remember you as a football player, if they don't know you like on the inside circle, and then they've seen your career in the secret service, what, what is it a What's something that people would maybe be surprised about you? Like, you know, something that might shock them. Like, maybe you meditate, or you uh, play the violin, or you dance, or like, is there something about you that's just like, kind of not to shock the world, but something about Dave Hoffman that nobody knows?
1: You know what? I mean, it's all. I guess at least my family and my close friends kind of see and, and i kind of a I can be a, a screwball just like everybody else. And oftentimes I am. And it's just um I um you know, I really do um just enjoy um, you know, sometimes I actually, you know what I mean, sometimes I make up crazy songs and, and 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 palms and i i sing them in the car and they, I, either either people love them or they're irritated like crazy and they want to get out you know and that's uh you know and um actually you can ask uh i meant poor mark Brunel, he had to hear quite a few of those in college and um and you know the showers echoed so i get in there and, and just like letting loose and and the funny thing is a lot of times everybody starts singing with me. So it was, it was pretty, uh, it was, it was pretty good times, man. I got some good memories and, um, you know, and 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 that's just something else I encourage, man, always be yourself. And I think, I think when you have a job that you can be yourself and let your, you know, who you are and, and what you, and what you really feel like um, out and, um, and uh, um, all, always having respect for others, but, but, but just being yourself and, and letting loose a little bit. And that's where, um, you know, you know, those are the times um, when and, and, and also, you know, you can sense when when things are getting tight or like I remember uh, on the at practice on, on the field, you know, it was it was a, everybody was amped up and, and we were fighting so hard all week to get going. And it was just time for like a little wrestling talk or something like that, you know, you know, to come out and just and, and kind of be, you know, goof around a little bit. Um, and and just mix that into the intensity and the fun but but just kind of um you know change the mood a little bit. I mean you know how hard guys are working and and, and part of that is is you know when you're um you know considered a, a leader or something like you need to have your you know your hand on that and and see how the guys are doing and um and and at the end of the day, you really got to care about the people you know to do it right and I think that's you know that's that I think that's the biggest thing we could probably give each other and uh, give ourselves is just is just caring for people and uh, doing the best we can
0: so maybe uh, a musician someday in Nashville. <laughs> <laughs>
1: okay. i don't know
0: i mean that's the other question i said you know what? what
1: you know what my daughter gave me back so um i i used to have when i was on the steelers me and me and my teammate steve avery we used to he was a he was like literally a great musician but I ended up getting these these little harmonicas and I would play it in the background. He was playing like real music and I was playing I didn't know what I was doing. But um I would bang away on that thing. And um it was it, it was horrible. But man, he just he encouraged me to keep, you know, to keep going. And I and I finally gave those to my uh daughter years ago. And and um I think it might have been my fiftieth birthday, she just gave them back to me. So I think she was uh got a little rust on them, but they still work.
0: So maybe you and I can do cowbell, and we can find. Yeah, uh, there you go.
1: My you cousin, triangle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, or, or yeah, something. Yeah, can do the triangle. Yeah.
0: By the way, did you ever line up against Rocco in practice?
1: Oh yeah, many times. Well, because you know, with he and uh, Ed Cunningham were the, it the center, and I was the middle linebacker, so yeah. we had we had plenty of car crashes. Yeah.
0: And then you had Caligas and Peterson. Yeah, that's right.
1: That's right. Yeah. Um, yeah. What, Caligas, what, all those guys.
0: I know you'll be nice, but what kind of player was Rocco? I know he was super smart.
1: Yeah, well, you know, definitely, definitely smart, always thinking ahead. Um, tough, tough guy. And you know, one thing about him, he was always he um he was surprisingly quick. He's you know, really flexible. Uh I don't like if you ever saw him in there doing power cleans, you'd you'd think, my gosh, how is this big guy? move like this and uh and get in those funny positions and, and then get out of them you know with all that weight and um he uh yeah he, he was great And you know what you, I mean you want to talk about a teammate he I mean I mean they don't make him better than that he was all about the team he was all about uh doing his job perfectly and uh and uh, even better than perfectly and he um he was he was somebody everybody loved to play with and, um, yeah, we were blessed to have him and a lot of guys like that on the team. And I think that's what, I think that's what a championship team is, is, uh, made of at the end of the day.
0: Yeah. Well, uh, like I said, you guys were the, 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 best, one of the best teams I've ever seen. Um, and it was just an honor to spend some time with you today. Um, before I end this Dave, is there anything you want to, anything left that you want to say, or you feel pretty good?
1: No, I feel pretty good. And I just encourage everybody to, um you know, follow your dreams and, and, you know, don't let anybody tell you that you can't do anything and, and, um, you know, follow your dreams and, you know, go with your heart and talk to people. And, uh, I think you'd be surprised how many people are willing to share their insight, um, into different uh, careers and opportunities out there. And, uh, all you gotta do is ask.
0: I love it. Uh, really an honor to meet you, Dave. And, uh, I don't think you're coming up for the game tomorrow night. Are you?
1: No, I'm not. I'll be down at the Stanford game, but uh, yeah, I won't be there. So you'll have to fill me in.
0: Well, one of these days I'll meet you in person. And uh, thanks again for taking the time.
1: Cheers, brother. Appreciate it. God bless.
0: You too, man.